0: Black down, black down.
1: Welcome to the All Basis Covered Podcast. Uh, it is a Monday. We have a pretty big show today, uh, an hour and a half lined up here for you guys. Uh, we'll have some people, uh, guests appearing on the show. We have Josh that will be joining us here in a little bit, as well as our buddy of the show, Dane, popping on here uh, since he's wrapping up his Instagram live interview that he's doing. Um we were scheduled to have a guest uh Pete Abayada, uh, talk about some movies today. Uh well, unfortunately, uh Pete contacted me uh, later or earlier this afternoon and asked to reschedule it for next Monday. Uh, something came up so he couldn't join us today. So he will be on next Monday's show, but that's okay. We got we got a lot to uncover uh including uh the new segment views from the weekend which I will be doing um uh, now instead of uh the Pete interview, that'll be it bump to see um to uh segment two. So a lot of stuff going on guys. Uh how how's it going, Sam?
0: Oh, just another day in paradise, man. You know, yeah. uh you know, the lull before minicamp and OTAs and the you know, the not so exciting NBA playoffs, so
1: well, you know what is exciting is the Filipino
0: presidential election. Um, That's going crazy right now. Uh, it's
1: going crazy. thing I got to talk about, man, <laughs> it made me laugh my ass off, it is so the notorious dictator uh, of, of the Philippines, um, his name, uh, is, uh, Marcos is the last name, okay? Mm-hmm. Ferdinand Marcos, okay? His son... Bongo Bongo, Marcus Jr., is the front runner for tonight's election or today's election, okay? So the story being circulated on social media in the Philippines that they are taking and running with is that the then-president Ferdinand Marcos traveled to Wilmington, North Carolina for the holidays and gave a hungry Michael Jordan bread in a park. What? Yeah, so they're saying this is completely serious. The, basically, the whitewashing and all these false narratives, uh, you know, of everything, this is floating around Filipino
0: social media. And Michael right, Jordan it, needed some bread, and he got it from this guy.
1: Right, so in this story, President Marcos was walking through a park holding bread,
0: specifically
1: Nutribun, okay, which is a bread mainly sold and made in the Philippines. So, that, so he's
0: able to uh, smuggle that into Wilmington, North Carolina.
1: Exactly. So that means right. that Marcos flew to the United States with Nutribun and was basically like, yeah, we're in, we're in Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, my favorite holiday destination. Why not? And um, kids, but none of you seem like you're going to grow up to be anything. So I felt and like you don't look hungry, hungry not-
0: enough. Michael Jordan was just, just that hungry, right?
1: Yeah, he was just that hungry. He was like, wait a second, I'm pretty sure – you're going to be important someday. So have this bread that I brought with me from the other side of the world. (laughs) So basically the narrative is that because of president Marcos, Michael Jordan became who he was
0: going to be. I don't, I, I, there's like levels to like, you know, uh, throwing stories, right? This, this has to take the cake though.
1: (laughs) This is a single dumbest story. Uh, John Oliver talked about it on last week tonight, and she was basically like, oh, yeah, that, that that makes sense. That tracks, because if you're a billionaire from the other side of the world and you want to celebrate va- uh, celebrate the holidays in America and go on vacation, there's really only one place that you've got to go to, and that's Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> I dude, I don't get it. I. What's sadder is that there's people that actually buy this shit.
0: People oh, no, it. I mean, based on what you're saying, like it looks like it's catching on like wildfire, right? So people are buying it, left, yeah. right, and center. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I don't know who's more of a liar, fucking
0: this Marcos character or fucking Putin at this point in time. I thought you were going to say, or, or is it Michael Jordan for never bringing up the story in his entire life? Oh, right, yeah, career? well, maybe it's
1: Michael Jordan. Maybe, you know, he doesn't want to give credit where credit's due, that uh, in 1969 he... He was in he was in the park. He was in a park, by the way, December twenty fourth, nineteen sixty nine. in On Christmas Eve, on Christmas on Eve. On Christmas Eve, he's at a park in Wilmington, North Carolina, which by the way the temperature five degrees at that time because North Carolina gets cold in the wintertime. It's not like it's not like Houston or Miami or Hawaii, you know. it, it still gets they still have the seasons so in North Carolina. So, um, yeah. And then he got he gave apparently Michael Jordan got the whole box of
0: Nutribun, and Marcos said to him That's his special strength. That's where he got all his energy. All his MVP all his MVP trophies, his scoring titles, they all came from that Nutribun.
1: Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. And this is a quote that President Marcos left the young Michael Jordan. Bring with you bring this with you, child, and someday you will grow up to be someone important. And those wise words Made Michael Jordan the man that he is today.
0: <laughs> I feel like he opened up like a fortune cookie and just happened to see that, and that's what he decided he was going to say. Yeah, hundred yeah, <laughs> percent.
1: All right. Uh, now that we've gotten the weird news story of the day out of the, out of the way uh, for right now, let's talk some NBA before our buddy Josh gets on here. Who Josh? You know, you know. Since we'll wait. For the NASCAR and F1 talk and, and whatever other sports, you know, white
0: folks like. Um, bull riding,
1: right? What's that? Bull riding? Yeah, bull riding. Rodeo. <laughs> monster, um, truck,
0: monster truck madness?
1: Monster truck madness, exactly. <laughs> um, Joe Kitts winning the MVP, man. Um,
0: well deserved, man. Well deserved.
1: No chance. Speak on that for a second, as I just spilled my water all over the desk. To speak on why it's deserved. Very
0: nice. So, uh, Jokic is the first NBA player to have. Um, uh, he has had 2,000 points. Um, hold on, let me pull up the exact stat for you. Yeah, he's the first NBA player to ever have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists in a single season. He averaged 27 points, 13.8 rebounds, and 7.9 assists per game. He played in pretty much all the games minus a handful, so he was there available for all the games. Um, <clears throat> and he played uh, without his second star, uh, no Jamal Murray this year, no third star in Michael Porter Jr. Uh, either. Um, so, and he and he led him to six seed, you know. Um, and gr- granted, they got bounced in the first round of playoffs it doesn't change the fact that he showed up every single night for that squad to give them a shot at winning the game every single night that he could, right?
1: Okay. I personally, I don't think,
0: I don't think he should have won it this year. He became the first NBA player to have 2000 points, 1000 rebounds and 500 assists in a single game a year.
1: That's yeah. Yeah. But you said it yourself. He didn't have Murray or Porter on the team, so a lot of his teammates weren't putting up big numbers. So um,
0: right, no, but see, maybe his 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 uh his point total would be bloated, in that case, right? But his assists and his rebounds still stay among the elite, right? Okay. At the center, fourteen rebounds and eight assists a game is no joke.
1: Did he get? Let me ask you a question: Was he swept in the first round of the playoffs?
0: No, they took one game.
1: They did take one game. Okay. We got the gentleman's sweep then, five games. Uh, I personally thought Embiid deserved the MVP this year. This person who, if he didn't miss 21 games, is probably getting that MVP, that's John Morant.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, again, uh, I think the narrative behind MVP is, like, most valuable for that team and everything they bring to the table, right? So John Morant fills the void, uh, you know, in that sense, right? He brings a lot to the table for the Grizzlies squad. Um, Embiid does too, but they had to swing a trade for James Harden. Granted, Harden didn't play like he was supposed to, but uh, I don't know. I I just think that 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 East squad, if you look at like a single-star team, um, I would still take my chances like with Giannis or Jokic instead of Embiid.
1: Uh, granted, they swung the trade for Harden, but you have to remember there was no Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons was the other somewhat star and he was not playing. And so they traded and Harden was unhappy in Brooklyn.
0: And so they made the deal. But
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know Jokic
0: put How up, many games how many games did, did Embiid play this year?
1: He played seventy. That's uh, still not bad. You Jokic know. played. Jokic
0: played seventy four. Okay, played four games more. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's that was the knock on Embiid is that he didn't play majority of the games, but I guess this year he played majority of the games, and um, I don't know, man. I still think that that uh, the assist factor that Jokic brings is yeah. is like it changes the game for the team. Uh, Embiid averaged 27 or 28 points. Um, he also had, like, a decent amount of rebounds. He was up there on plus and minus. He was up there on uh, pretty much all the other, you know, spots. He was probably ahead in defense, too. But he didn't have those assists. He didn't have eight assists a game. He had maybe three or four.
1: Yeah.
0: You're right. I mean, I, I
1: mean – I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but now now next year when he gets a healthy Murray back and a healthy Porter back, if Porter can say healthy. I don't himself, think he's going to win it next year. He's got to make a run in the playoffs, though. Yeah. Like, because remember now, this was a knock on Giannis. Giannis had back-to-back MVPs and a lot of playoff failures, right? He finally broke through and won the championship last year.
0: I'm not saying uh, they drastically changed those teams, though, right? You know, they added Drew Holiday. They they <clears throat> made some very nice, you know, uh, trades that got good role players on their teams, and that's what changed a lot of their of Giannis's like success. I think they put good talent around it
1: Already to win it, it. I, to win it, to
0: win it all, rather, right?
1: Lopez, and he had Chris Middleton, and they had, yeah, they made the the change, bringing in Drew Holiday was... was, was That's
0: great. a game-changer for them, you know. Because they
1: got rid of who? Brogdon? In order to bring in Holiday? I can't remember. What yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yep, yep. Brogdon, oh. yeah. actually no Brogdon was, no, Brogdon didn't get rid of Brogdon. Brogdon, I think, um, I think he, uh, was, like, not signed and he got signed to, like, the Pacers. I don't know what they swung for, for Holiday. They, I do think they gave a picks so but um, I'm not sure. I mean, Holiday came from Pelicans, I want to say?
1: From the Pelicans.
0: So, I don't know. I don't know what they got in return. But that adding Holiday changed, you know, the way Giannis plays completely.
1: So, I think the Nuggets are going to have to try to do something. If, it, if it's me, I'm probably seeing what I can get for Michael Porter and possibly even Jamal Murray. Um, Murray was looking – like, the better – honestly, when the Nuggets, if you remember when they made that run in the bubble, right, didn't they make the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, yeah. they did. They did. When I made that run in the bubble, Murray, to me, looked better than Jokic during that run. And then – Yeah, but
0: he's two years removed now from that, you know. He is. He is. It, it's, it, he's two years removed from playing meaningful basketball. And I hate to say this, but, like, the the players that take that much time off of playing, there's an aspect to coming back that they don't anticipate, you know, and I like to call it the Derrick Rose effect, you know, because Derrick Rose sat out for, like, a whole year and then he sat out for another year on something else. Like, by the time he came back, he was so rusty that, and he didn't want to change his game when he came back either. It wasn't until a lot later when he got traded and, you know, uh, he was on the Timberwolves and he was at a low point is where he started changing his game. He started. He was on a Cavs team for a little bit. He was. It was nuts. It was nuts. He reinvented himself over time. But like again, Murray's too young. He, you're you're expecting him to bounce right back, right?
1: When did he? When did he get hurt? Uh, when did he got he tore his ACL last season, twenty 2020, twenty 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 one season. Right,
0: but he won't be playing until next year, right? What that? He won't be playing until next year, right?
1: Right, so he took this whole season off. He missed the entire twenty one twenty twenty two campaign because he tore on April twelfth. So right before the playoffs started last year, he tore his ACL. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So and then he missed basically this whole season, which I I don't know, man. I've seen I've seen quarterbacks
0: come back in less time than basketball players. Yeah. Asia. Yeah, and and they're getting a lot more. They're they hit, getting hit a lot more than these basketball players are, yeah. And you know, and you see some of them like Carson Wentz, who, who never came back from his injury, right? You nice. never saw the same old Carson Wentz after he came off that ACL, right? No, he's
1: never the same. Um, you saw Tom Brady suffered torn ACL, which he 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 had a kind of a down year his first year back from the torn ACL, not not super down, but comparatively down. And then he bounced back after that, which is yeah. why. Have to go on a little uh, local tangent here, but which is why I think it's so impressive what Burrow was able to do, still getting sacked fifty times and still taking the Bengals to the Super Bowl, even the, the very next year after after twenty cl.
0: Yeah, I mean, every that's what that's what I say. Like, you know, genetics plays a massive role, right? So, like Derek Rose and Russell Westbrook had the same injuries almost in the same time period, but Russell Westbrook came back and played to, at an MVP form and won the MVP, whereas Derrick Rose took time off, you know? That's just pure genetics. They had both had a torn ACL and then yeah. torn meniscus right after that, back-to-back, back, yeah. you know, knee injuries. So, um, again, like, genetics plays a massive role in how these players come back. Like, Paul George came back from a horrific injury, horrific yeah. injury. Like, I would, I, if I saw Paul George's injury again I, and I didn't know anything about him, about his future, and how things worked out, I'd be like, I think his career is done. Yeah, that was know? pretty. I
1: was, that was pretty frightening. That that whole situation, but
0: but he changed his game though, right? He yeah. went from he went from a slasher to the, to a, like a very a lot better of a shooter. Really, yeah. you know. Um, I
1: uh, so I guess getting getting back to Jokic, I I feel like. This is his next year. I know playoff success that the MVP is a regular season award, and that playoff success shouldn't necessarily dictate it. But in the eyes of the voters, it, it's going to. I feel like if Jokic wants to win another MVP again,
0: he's got to go on the yeah, MVP playoff. Yeah, yeah, he does. And, oh. and you know, what? I don't even say that because of, of like how his perception is, which is definitely the case. But next year, like you said he's going to have like a one a, a B and uh, a legit number two in MPJ. And then all of a sudden his, his numbers, his stats will just look down, right? They'll have a better overall record, but his stats will be down, right? And they'll, they'll take that into consideration when they're calculating for MVP and they're looking for, you know, who was better on a nightly basis, X, Y, Z.
1: Let me ask you, if you're the Nuggets, and you're the Trailblazers. Are
0: you get rid of that? Murray and take Dame?
1: Well, I was thinking not only that. If you send, if you send Dame Lillard over to the Nuggets, along with someone like, let's say Josh Hart, okay, and then in return you get Jamal Murray, and maybe like an Aaron Gordon or Will Barton. Okay, I would.
0: I wouldn't get rid of Aaron Gordon. Okay. No. So, like, I would, if the Nuggets are smart, they'll keep Aaron Gordon, but they'll get rid of another piece, your Barton, your whoever else you want to say, you know, in, yeah. in that mix to get rid of it. That's a good move. But Aaron Gordon brings so much to the defensive side of Denver that okay. it's not a smart move for them to move that guy. I Especially also- with Michael Porter not possibly playing fully healthy.
1: I honestly would deal Michael Porter too because
0: he's been. An- yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna say I, why not? Why not unload two contracts? Two of them already signed. They signed two big contracts. Both of them did, and um, you know, take on Dame's contract. Unload both those stars. A, a Damian Lillard, <laughs> Jokic, combo with Aaron Gordon and a bunch of role players. That is a good squad.
1: It is. Sure. It's probably a top four team in the West. Yeah. And we I, I
0: want to uh, let you know we got Josh and Dane on the lines now. Okay. So Welcome. Hey, Josh, we're not talking about bull riding or monster truck madness. We're still talking about NBA. Is that cool with you? Oh, dang it.
1: I thought we were talking about the NASCAR again or some golf. Oh, <laughs>
0: dang you, it. Mi- you just missed it, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, son of a gun. Dana! No, I'm, I'm doing with some so, NBA. Uh, Mike, you going to welcome Dane or what?
1: I did. I welcome Dane. Dane Dane are you are you hearing us right now? Oh, oh, he dropped, man. I I don't know if he was having mic issues. I sent him the link via email, but I had him in. I don't I don't know what's going on. Uh we weren't hearing him, but hopefully he'll call right back in. Uh we had Dane on the show a couple of weeks ago. I think that was a show uh same when you were out. Uh you weren't feeling good. And so we had Dane on the show uh for a little
0: bit, but um.
1: Still talking. A little can, I, can I
0: bring up a quick topic on NBA real quick? Um,
1: bring up a quick topic on NBA. So,
0: so you know, the whole headline behind Philly's last win against the Heat was James Harden turning back the clock and hitting step back threes and this stuff. The guy is 32 years old. How do you turn back the clock at 30? To be in your prime still at 32, why are you turning back any clock for anything unless you suck and you need to, right? He just,
1: you know what he did? He just stopped eating cheesesteaks a little bit. Dane, do we got you now? All right, I'm going to send Dane. You continue on. I'm going to, I'm going to send Dane the call in number.
0: Yeah. So I mean, going back to what I was saying, like with Harden, I I I, I still believe this is a one hit wonder. You know, you're going to get one, a couple of games here and there, dropping thirty, a couple of threes, late minute, last minute, fourth quarter heroics, whatever. But for the most part, you're still going to get fat hardened. Fat hardened is Cheesesteak yeah. hardened, and you're going to get <laughs> Cheesesteak hardened is just like the worst version of himself, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. And he can't even draw the fouls anymore. Like he, his his bread and butter was getting to the line twenty times a game to count for twenty points. You know, that's yeah. gone. That's Bad. gone. It's done. It's done.
1: Um, Luca. Last thing I want to talk about MVP. Uh, real quick. Uh, actually, there's two things I want to talk about before we go, but. You guys know, Josh and Sam, what happened with Chris Paul's family in Dallas? Right.
0: He, his his mom and his yeah. family were harassed by, like, a couple of fans, right?
1: Yeah, and they put their hands Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the fan was picked out. But here, here's what I want to say. As a fan, as a fan, <laughs> you can boo and you can heckle a little bit. But if you're going to sit there and cuss, Not cut at players or throw shit at them like batteries or drinks or harass their family, then you should be ready for any smoke that comes with it from said players. I agree, but the NBA's got to worry. What's that? I said I "I agree, but the NBA's got to be worried about the whole Ron Artest thing to happen again. I think that's what they don't want to see happen. All
0: it takes is one hot head, right? And it takes one hot hot head on either side. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Could
0: be a fan or a player. Yeah, I mean the players are
1: starting to get attitudes again. Yeah, but it's deserved, man. I'll be honest with you. Like if I'm a player and someone's harassing my family, I fuck. Chris Paul should have gone full run on test at that fan. Dude, leave the family out of it. They're there to watch their son or husband or daughter or whatever have you. Play the fucking game, man, and you don't need to be going after the family. Like, dude, you're a fan of a sport. It's not that serious, bro. Like, don't take shit so seriously. Like, is your life any different if the Suns beat the fucking Mavericks in the playoffs? No. Are you disappointed as a fan of that team? Sure you are. But is your life different at all? No, you're going to go back to fucking Walmart or, you know, fucking McDonald's and, and still have the same shitty job in life that you always had, but you're just making up for it now by half these guys. See, I don't
0: understand how someone that works at Walmart or, or, or McDonald's gets that close to Chris Paul's mom, right? So, I mean, that's number <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Number, t- <clears throat> number, number, two, number two, if you think about it, 90s basketball was like people were getting mauled when they go down the lane, right? They were getting beat up on the court, right? There wasn't much fan-related fights you know fan related nonsense people i guess you could call it a, a more civil version of, of of having fans you know this this era of fans i guess i i don't know I, I don't know i don't want to criticize anyone but you know they need to stay in their lane as well you can't be putting your hands on anybody else unless you want something back you know you putting your hands on somebody get a, expect to get your ass beat you know yeah. it's going to happen
1: yeah i yeah. uh, I'm okay with the heckling like hey you're you're kidding around with somebody like you're joking around with a family member of the opposite team. I'm totally fine with that as soon as you start
0: crossing that line, that's when the issue happens.
1: Yeah, there was years I
0: didn't want to take my kids down to the Bengals games because I knew exactly how the
1: fans were like they were they I, were horrible I still, man. I still don't i my kids are not old enough to go to an n f l game The thing is. I don't know how, why it's different, but it just is. We got and we got Dane calling in here, so let's see if his audio is working now. If he's or if we're still having technical difficulties, Dane, do we got you on the line finally? Dane, damn, what is going on, man? Mueller, he's on Dane, mute. Mueller, Mueller, if you're on, <laughs> you're on mute.
0: Dane, for A DJ, I thought man.
1: you'd have better technical equipment.
0: Shots fired! We can't,
1: can't, can't hear you. We can't hear you, bro. All
0: right. Dang, That's kind of like his
1: music. We can't hear it either. <laughs> Shots fired again. <laughs> All right, Dane, try again, man. Try again. Uh, <laughs> All <laughs> oh, the joys, the joys of running a home podcast with no ba- with no financial backing and shitty and shitty at home network stuff. So uh, hopefully hopefully we get Dane to call back in. Uh, I I promise you guys, listeners out there, if you if you support us and you get us a lot of, uh, you start downloading our shit, we start getting paid for this. We'll have a producer. We'll have a studio. And we'll have good equipment. But until that time comes this is what we got. So wow. Um, Alright. Um last thing before we uh before we move along. Um do you think uh Sam and uh, Josh that Luke
0: can
1: do even series now as uh as Josh is having a party
0: over there, it sounds like
1: uh can Luke and the Mavericks take out the suns?
0: No. So- no, I, I'm also going to say no, because I think the Suns have, um, they have better. I mean, they have better coaching. In in, in retrospect, like, Jason Kidd is a good coach, but they got to stay, stay like five steps ahead of Monty Williams and Chris Paul. Because think about it, you have a coach on the court, and you have a coach on the bench, really. Yeah. You know, you have Chris Paul as your coach on the court every time he brings the ball up. So no, I agree. I just I don't uh, think if uh tough team Dallas to be, has too much firepower. To right. They don't I don't think that, besides Luca Brunson, you know, uh Dinwiddie, you know, here and there, but still. Yeah. I, I,
1: oh, here's here's Dane. Let's try it again now. Last time, Dane. Dane, you there? All right. Can you hear me? Yes.
0: Yes, we can hear you. All right. Yeah, I don't know what the
1: hell is going on there. What's about damn
0: staying on time? Yeah, Dane. I know.
1: Hey, I told you I had to do my own show earlier, so I had to get the stuff done with that, and then I wasn't expecting to have these technical difficulties. But I'm here. I'm all brand. It's color people time. It's fine. Where are you calling out of it, Dane? <laughs> I was about to make a joke about what? that, but I didn't want to be deemed as racist. Or canceled. Oh, no, nah, yeah, nah, You're canceled. I'll say it before you. Yeah, get out. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> what was that question? Nah, Dane, where are you calling out of uh, Dayton, by way of Cincinnati. Dayton,
0: by way of Cincinnati. Looks like <laughs> Dayton is not Cincinnati,
1: Dane. I know, but I'm from Cincinnati, and I'm going to let you all know that.
0: Oh, I'm up here for I, certain okay. things.
1: No, I'm just... All right.
0: <laughs>
1: so here, here in Cincinnati, we, we recognize what school you went to, and that's high school, not, not college or anything. You're a Cincinnati boy, we, we tell high school. What school did you go to? We went to Taylor. Went to we went to Elder. I went to Schroeder. So see, there you go. That's a yeah. Like I was actually funny story. I was just, I was part of the second graduating class of Schroeder because they were just a junior high, and the class of '04 when they went up, they were the first to go into each year to expand it into a seventh through twelfth. So O four was the first graduating class out of my high school and I was the second. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh <my God. laughs>
1: I wanna talk about now Sam, you're a movie buff like I am, uh, Josh, Dane, you guys are too. I wanna to talk oh, about God. the bodies popping up at Lake Mead right now. It is mob they're mob bodies, right guys. Like like one dude was found in a fucking cylinder, like in a in a fucking barrel with his with his wings yeah, spoke still to. intact. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's-
1: Josh, Sam. So oh, I got you guys. I mean, there, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, There's there. definitely crime bosses. Okay. Thorb, yeah. Can, can they're same? Can, Can you hear us? You good?
0: We yeah, no. I, yeah, I, I can hear you guys.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right. So as we, you know what I need to get? I'm gonna invest in one of those those little portal things to send out to you guys, so we can fucking simulcast this, and I can I can see it over your faces. Uh, um. But uh, we were talking about Lake Mead, man. And there was a dude that was discovered that was shot from a gunshot wound, and he was found in a barrel in Lake Mead, which is the country's largest reservoir. It's, it's a man-made lake that's basically uh runoff from uh, Hoover Dam. And the water levels are at a historic low. And so bodies are just popping up. <laughs> there
0: were definitely, like, goomba hits, man. You know, there were definitely mob hits from back in the day that are popping up now. You know? <laughs>
1: For sure. Because either that or Colorado 100%. is the most – or Colorado's like, one of the most uh, – or, no, was it, east of Las Vegas? Yeah, no, those are mobs. No, mobs. That's <laughs> – mob that, mob. I, I grew up in
0: Jersey my entire life, and I'm telling you, Youngstown, <laughs> Ohio, is, like, a, <laughs> a huge mob spot, you know, and they're all over the place. Just, you know? so, yeah, are we going to find the body of Al Capone, finally? Or is it Jimmy I'm Hoffa? The no, no, no. Or Jimmy Hoffa. They're Jimmy looking for Hoffa. Hoffa. They're looking for Hoffa. They're looking for Hoffa in a space in a spot in Jersey, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he might he might find up he might show up in like me now. You never know. That might happen. It's close to Michigan.
1: <laughs> Yo, whoever whoever was like me, body popped up all of a sudden. Whoever killed what those I do? people? Yeah. What? Like. Uh, wouldn't that be fucking freaky, like you're just over like you're on a boat or you're just swimming along like me, maybe you, you're anchored your boat out and you're just swimming, all of a sudden like you, you feel something on your foot and, and it's a fucking skeleton or like a fucking head or a hand. I, I just I don't know, man. I, I feel like anything anything where there's like remains being found, I'm out I'm out.
0: Yeah, I'm really not I always interested think that's in touching crazy... bodies while I go swimming, right? Yeah, 100 percent. One hundred percent. Well, see, if y'all were black, you wouldn't
1: swim. So, guess who don't have that fucking problem? So, but no, I don't even think that'd be that would even be the craziest shit that I've ever seen. I can tell you who would be freaking the fuck out though. Whoever, whoever called those hits. I know they're looking at this news story. Oh yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. (laughs) They're, They're shitting in their pants right now. They're sitting yeah. in their pants, for sure, for sure. If they're still
1: alive, bro, because some of these bodies are from, like, the 70s, man. The, those mob guys might be dead now. I mean, you Ooh. never
0: know. It, it's a possibility you never know, that, though. you know, you never know. You really don't know. You. You know, I'll, what know man, with, uh, it, it, I'll tell you a quick story, man. A friend of mine back in Jersey, this is, uh, like, 2012, uh, you know, a friend of mine, we were – Hanging out, I got out of work. He's like, yo, let's go grab a drink, grab a drink. And then he's like, yo, I have to go pick up my uncle. Me and him go pick up his uncle from the correctional facility. And guess what? He, he did 22 years for a car bomb in East Hanover, New Jersey, oh. which is one town over. Right? And guess what? He wasn't that old either, you know? He was in his late 50s. He must have gotten in really early, you know? Um, but anyways, regardless, there are people like that that are out right now, you know, um, that might be tied up to something like that. That's popping up. Can I get, it
1: up? Can I get it up? Better, better get the hoses out. And
0: start filling up Lake Mead, man. That water level's back up. I'm wondering if, if uh, the government's yeah. going to start t- taping our, our podcast. <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry, Joshany Josh, Josh, thought for nobody. thought, shit, they could
1: take it if they want. I didn't kill nobody. <laughs> I didn't throw a body in Lake Mead. I didn't like. Shit, what the fuck am I worried about? You. You sound like the people who hate using the uh who used to hate using the fingerprint scanner on the iPhone because they're worried about the government getting it. Like, bro, you have a driver's license. The government don't fucking care about you, like <laughs> They might care a little bit about Sam with his looks of being tied to the Taliban.
0: Mm. I mean I'm I'm out there yeah, testing my... racial profiling right now. That's what, that's my that's my secondary job. I have my regular job that pays for the bills. The secondary job is to make sure everyone that's in position of power wow. thinks twice when they look at me. You know?
1: <laughs> I feel like I feel yeah. like Josh is juggling a lot over there. There's there's a lot of noise coming from Josh's side, over there. I feel like uh, Josh is trying to juggle juggle multiple things over there. That's why he's being fairly quiet because you know you can't shut him up once he starts talking. <laughs>
0: You're, yeah, uh, yeah, that's because I got kids in you my are. hands, so I am juggling a little bit. <laughs> He's wiping his fingerprints as we speak. <laughs> <That's>
1: exactly. <bad. laughs> right. hey, it's the only white man. I'm kind of kind of worried about it. Uh, I, I think you are. That's a first. <laughs> no, <I> just, <laughs> uh, all,
0: all right. right. Did we so, talk about did we talk uh, about Jokic play, Jokic already?
1: We, did, we about- did.
0: Please chime in. Chime in. Let, let us know what you think about him winning his second MVP.
1: Yeah, if you want to add into that, go ahead, man. Go, go for it, Dave. Bruh, they need to have the top seventy-five players vote for the MVP because whoever these idiots are who voted this dude for MVP again, nah, like, <laughs> like, no, I'm not. I'm not with it. I'm not with it at all. Why? Like, there's some. Joel and B got fucking
0: cheated. Let's let's come on. You have okay.
1: So listen, a, listen, Jokic.
0: You know Jokic is the only p- player in NBA history to have two thousand points, a thousand rebounds, and five hundred assists in a single year, right?
1: Which is great if we're talking about Hall of Fame shit, As a but big man. that's not
0: what we're talking about right
1: now. Again, Hall of Fame shit. This year, dude, Embiid was way more valuable to the Seventy ers than. Bro, he had a whole-ass player just not there. And then got a whole-ass player who might as well have not been there and still took that team to the playoffs and won a first-round playoff series. Like, why are, Why is this even happening?
0: So, so, Mike's on your side where he, he, he feels like Embiid should have gotten it and he got robbed, and I think that Joker deserved it.
1: Here here's the here's the I guess halo of the tape here. Okay? Okay. Okay. Embiid and Jokic. All right. Embiid and Jokic. Embiid missed twelve games, so that means he played in seventy games. Jokic missed seven games. So Jokic has five games more played in five games more than Embiid. Okay. Uh Embiid averaged nearly thirty points per game. It was twenty nine point eight. Jokic was at twenty six point one. Embiid averaged...
0: 27.1. 27.1. No, I'm looking at the... Yeah, because that one (laughs) point... Well, it is is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 11.5
1: pounds for uh, Embiid. 13.8 for Jokic. 4.4 assists for Embiid. 8.1 for Jokic. Now, here's where the defense comes into play. As Embiid averaged 1.4 blocks compared to Jokic's .8... And then Embiid was at 1.1 steals. Jokic was slightly better at 1.3 steals. Their per was very close. Jokic had a PER 32.5 and Embiid 31.3. So, yeah, Jokic has the nod in rebounds and assists uh, and steals, and Embiid has the nod in, in points per game as well as uh, blocks. So, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's It's Here's my question: Can we find what their records were, what their team's records were when they were off the court for those twelve games for Embiid and seven games for Jokic? What was what was the team's record when they were not on the floor? Because that's going to tell you everything that you need to know. Maybe, maybe, but the Sixers have a, probably a better squad uh, than than. Denver does and Denver was missing. Now, mind you, Denver was missing a lot of their top players. But this year, without Jokic on the floor uh, in those seven games, the Nuggets were two and five. Okay. Now, mind you, now I, I don't know what the Sixers' record without Embiid was. Uh, without uh, you know, they, it was probably similarly down. Um, but uh, that doesn't all tell the case because I I still feel this way that John Morant had he been healthy all season he MVP this year. I would take him over both Jokic and and Embiid and, and and Giannis, and the Grizzlies went 19 and two without it. Ooh, I, I just like. I, was, I like it. I want to know how he got, like, what they gave him most improved player, though. I feel like that was kind of like a slap in the face. That was a little slap in the face. That was a little bit of a slap in the face, man. That <laughs> I'm uh-huh. like, most improved? Like, he's out here wilding. What do you mean he was wilding last year? Yeah, he was very good last year. Uh, I think the Grizz Sam, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Grizzlies were a, a play-in tournament team last year, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they And, were. and they bumped for the two seed this year. So, um, just crazy, man. It's it's. Oh uh, no, NBA. They were my sleeper uh, pick this year too. What's that? I said they were my sleeper pick. I I figured uh, if they were healthy, they have a shot to uh, upset some teams and make it. Man, I don't know. They got huh. shit smacked out of them by Golden State the other night, though. Well, uh, they I mean, did. They also had a, but, it was like one forty two on. to 140 or something crazy like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that <laughs> also happened after Morant went out. Yeah, yeah. So True. yeah, and, and isn't that part of the segment? It was that foul dirty on Morant. Yeah, that was part of the segment. Dude that grabbed never, me. That, and twisted. I, I didn't get to. That, I, I kind of glossed over, but now let me. But while while we're on the subject. Sam, Dan, Josh, what, what do you think about the foul that was happening on John Morant? Because to me, it's, it's a non—it's barely a contact foul. Like it just—it was a clearly not dirty play. But I also—I
0: think they're making a bigger deal out of it. Cause what of what they play are you watching? Did for Brooks, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm i I'm going to bring out my old Fisher. There should be two. What play
1: were you watch, watching? <laughs> yeah.
0: The way the I time. look, I
1: seen it was the guy. The guy took his hand. He twisted that knee. It doesn't take much to twist a knee and shred it. It really doesn't. It, so, that's that's very true. So you twist. That um, knee I'm trying to it? find. I'm trying to find the foul because I kind of saw like highlights or lowlights, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what I was doing. I was doing something. But I the definitely wasn't stupid. home to probably it's unwrapping my latest uh, Power Rangers play. No, I actually surprisingly didn't have anything to do with Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was working. That's what I was doing. I was literally working. Jesus. Very well. you That's what oh, we'll call wait, it. God. What's that? I said that's what we'll call it. I'm watching okay. it right now. Okay. I'm watching it right now. Okay.
0: Now, I, if you guys stand
1: perfect. still. You guys stand still. How easy is it for you to push your I'm going to watch that again because that – I could understand. Yeah, if it weren't for how the hand was for me, I would say that if it – because if you look at his hand – Um, thank God for Twitter. Yeah. Um, they have, they have a whole thing where they, where they just show the, just the, the injury. And look at his hand as I'm watching it. He definitely had a grip. And he definitely pulled back on that knee and you know, the difference between a knee and something else. Like it most certainly wasn't the ball that he was going after and like if it was flat and if this hand was flat and something like that happened, then I'm on the side of yeah that's ticky tacky, but looking at that, like how there just the form of the hand shows in my opinion, some semblance of intention' Cause you don't just you don't just grab at that and and keep going, like if you don't mean to do something like that, you're gonna back off quick because you know what you're hitting he wasn't anywhere near the ball I'm like that's just me i can understand however if you don't take it that way right but for me if i'm if i'm analyzing it with my brain and watching that footage to me if i were to make a call of if that was intentional or not i would lean towards the side of intentional just because of how the hand looked and just there's these different things that are in play that let me ask
0: you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you see where his field of vision is, though, when he's feeling with his hand? Yeah, he was looking right at the knee. No, he wasn't.
1: He had, yeah, had Josh's shoulder there. Hold on, I'm watching it again. I'm watching it again. <laughs> Maybe no, that was pretty – I could uh, – this is tough, because to me it kind of looks like he has a lot of sight to the knee. He's looking at his hand, at least, in my opinion. But the way that Josh's body is, I can understand why you said that. But I think, just watching this, that it, it can go either way. I don't think anybody's right or wrong. I don't think there was enough there for anybody to get a suspension. If that's part of the conversation, I don't think that's that anybody should be suspended because it's too, it's too in the gray area. Now we're just yeah. now we're just hypothesizing at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, you know what that reminds me is of of that other Golden State team that was it stepped on Kawhi's ankle or something during the playoffs? Oh, yeah, Zaza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zaza. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that the last time I was oh, on. yeah. There's good Zaza out there. Good <laughs> Zaza out there. He'll,
0: he'll get it right or wrong, whichever you want. <laughs> Zaza looks to step on your feet before you land. That's the thing. That's one thing he yeah. looks for. He said, oh, yeah. you tried trying to no. land?
1: Nah. He paid to go out there and just step
0: on feet, Sam? <laughs> no, no, no. See, the thing is, if he just went there and stepped on feet, he'd get in trouble. He'd get, huh. uh, you know, a worse rep than he does right now. His yeah. thing is, he, he wants to get his foot there so the other player lands on his foot and twists uh, their ankle. Yeah,
1: smart. Smart. If they're landing on your foot, you can't get suspended. Hey, I, my foot was there.
0: He just stepped on
1: it. <laughs> hey yo, you he got him a ring off that shit because they did not have an answer for him for that first like seven. Hell no, minutes I absolutely have to
0: agree with, with that, hundred <laughs> percent. The health of Kawhi was dangerous, dangerous. Yeah, bro. They had
1: and he was and he was fucking like beat up a little bit during that during that first game anyway from the last series, and he was still giving them problems for the first kind of like KD like. They weren't gonna. The uh, Raptors weren't gonna win that series if KD fucking Achilles didn't just explode. No, it's true. And and Clay Thompson tearing his ACL uh, at the same time. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, Why Leonard even in the league anymore? Does he still play? Because I feel like he sat out two seasons down in the last five years. And he just, yeah,
0: it's pretty pretty accurate, man. <laughs> yes, yeah, right, I guys, thought he, They said he was injured. Oh yeah, I mean he was injured. Bro, he's been injured, man.
1: <laughs> injured. He's always injured. He's always injured. like yeah. he's like the all and can't get up person of the NBA.
0: Sure, I know Steve Ballmer is
1: pissed right now because they they're another team that doesn't have a first round pick until the fucking rapture.
0: <laughs> yeah, because PG and Kawhi both they 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 went to the you know went to, went to the Brinks truck to get them you know on that team. Yeah, yeah. And Kawhi, yeah. really, if you look at it, Kawhi kind of started the trend of of load, you know, balancing for your for your NBA players. I remember, like, when he first had that quad injury, coming off that quad injury, you know, there was a lot of questions: Why is he sitting out? Like, if he's good, then what, what's the big deal? And you know, there was this big circus in San Antonio at that time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right, I don't hey. think San Antonio handle
0: oh,
1: that no. all. Just... I want to move on to the weekend views segment that we are starting today. This is uh, my views from the weekend. I right? just give quick little blurbs about sporting the things I witnessed over the weekend and give just a little quick note about it. And then uh, you guys can harass me after uh, after it's done. Uh, but now, for the first time ever, what will become a Monday tradition like none other is time for weekend be- views. Sunshine, big hat, and miss julep, and just like that, the Kentucky Derby is back. We had an 80 to 1 long shot to win the Derby. Craziness. have the NHL playoffs. Yeah, that's one. Who knew? Anyways, NHL Sunday, or as I like to call, Series Evening Day. Uh what about Toronto choking? Had a two nothing series lead. they joking play typical Maple Leafs fashion. What about the Yanks? Scorching hot. Rizzo, Judge, the new Bass brother. Fred, dumpster fire. Uh, Aaron Judge, MVP. Joker, LVP, least valuable player. Doing in the playoffs. <laughs> Joker. Okay, Warriors cruising. Grizzly's desperate to see someone suspended. Luca, you're the real MVP. Luca, pardon. Stop eating cheesesteak. You're asking the court and work. All right. Ah, Canelo. What The hell, man. Mm. How's Canello right? Mm. So what
0: happened there? Vegas just literally raped everybody on on bets so for that 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 match. It's
1: crazy. Ah, uh, Canello got his ass beat. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> Not nah, he, he ain't ready yet. Justin Gaitek. Do it in the title fight. Uh, CP3. Oh. Do it in the finals.
0: And there
1: you have it. Those are weekend views from Mike on the All Bases Covered podcast.
0: All right. That any, was
1: any, any, that was a that was an experience. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> you can show some more enthusiasm, Mike. Jeez. <laughs> you got the I know, long if shot. You talk me if dirty. you don't use the That's NFL, I'm gonna use it. What? Well, I mean, if you don't use the NFL prime time music, you got to have that boomer energy. Yeah. Right? Come on, man. I hey. This is a segment where it's just quick little blurbs, all right? It's supposed to be somewhat sarcastic, not talking points. So, anyway. <laughs> oh, well, see, you should have explained uh, that to us in pre. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You see? Because you know. I'm right. thinking we, got, we, got to, we get to, like, say something quick, but nah, you just keep going. It's just like, oh, all yep. right, well. We ain't know that.
0: That's <laughs> He's basically like, screw you guys. This is what I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> this is my time to shine. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, what did happen with with Canelo? He lost to Dimitri Bible, who I've I've never heard of in my entire life. Now, did did Canelo go up in weight to fight this dude, or like what happened? Because I I I haven't been able to watch the fight, but I heard he was basically dominated. He was outpointed, but they're saying that the fight, the 115 to 113 score wasn't that close, that Alvarez was straight blown out. Uh, I, I think, think it, was it was like
0: 119 to 109.
1: I I, I, I did hear as a blowout. That's what everything I've read about it. Yeah. Canelo was just completely outmatched, outboxed. And I think him going up to, up on the weight, because he did, to 175. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he went up to 175, so he definitely was outmatched in that fight. He's normally, what, 155? I, I thought, or 145? I thought he fought, like, super, thought he fought super middleweight, which was like 160, typically. I thought I thought Canelo, uh, I don't know why he went up to 175. I, we saw this happen with Roy Jones Jr. When Roy Jones Jr. Uh, started, moved up to heavyweight, and then he tried to drop back down, but when he moved up to heavyweight, he lost his speed, and he just wasn't the same player at all, like ever again. And so I, I don't, I don't know, man. But Canelo Alvarez fights at one sixty eight, okay? That's super middleweight. He fights at one sixty eight, and he moved up to light heavyweight, which is one seventy five. But the other thing is, dude, Canelo's not that big. Canelo, I think, is only like five yeah. nine. He's only like well, yeah, uh, he's only like five. So I I don't know why he thought he could bump up uh to heavy to light heavyweight and challenge uh, this dude. I think he had him by a good several inches and and quite a bit of weight. Um, yeah, he, uh, Bible had a four and a half inch height advantage over Alvarez. And what was the reach advantage? Because that's that's really important is that reach. Uh, I'm I'm looking here. I know I'm not seeing it right now, but uh, the, I I don't see the tail of the tape. Because um, yeah, it, it um, looked like that that guy was he was pretty long is is when I when I was looking at it. So his reach to compare to Canelo, Canelo had to get in on him, and I don't think he was getting that. And from what the guy said, he's like he hit me in the arm the whole time because he couldn't get yeah. inside like he needs he needed to. So, when you're hitting Look, somebody on the outside, you, it's not good. Yeah. Bible had four and a half inches in height and a two-inch uh, two reach advantage for Alvarez. Um, so, something interesting that I just saw here is actually what I was going to say to begin with. Um, we you You had alluded to, you had never heard of, his opponent, and I I didn't – I hadn't heard of him either. Um, But that's the type of shit that drives people. You know, like, yeah, we could talk about the tail of the tape. Obviously, we have to. It's on the tape, right? But the intangible is, yo, this dude is on one of the craziest streaks in boxing that we've seen in a long time. I have a chance to end this. And he did it. Like sometimes you just need that. You it's kind of like when Nick Foles beat out quarterback Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. You have a We're target,
0: doubles, right?
1: <laughs> right, like you have a target. Yeah, and and you know, like I. While all of this stuff obviously makes sense, I think that you all you can't not put in the fact that maybe Canelo was feeling himself a little too much. Maybe this dude was just a little bit hungrier in that fight because he had something to prove, and he proved it by beating and flat out decimating one of the biggest names in the sport right now. Like, that has to be part of that conversation. But you know what's crazy to me? I'm looking at this, Button Bivol. Him and Canelo are the mm-hmm. same age. They're 31 years Ooh. old. Okay? okay? Bivol has 20 total fights under his belt. Saul Alvarez has nearly 60, or has 61. Okay? They're both the same age. Bivol has not fought anyone of name, except for, I'll, I'll tell you, the one name he did fight was back in 2018 when he beat John Pascal. He beat John Pascal... Uh, who is a okay fighter he he's like a solid 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 fighter not like a world beater he's thirty five and six with twenty knockouts okay and 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 this guy Jean pascal um he's he's beat. Uh, some people, but he's mostly he's lost to Bernard. Ha- he's beat. He's lost, Pascal lost to all the big fighters he ever fought: Sergey Kovalev, Bernard Hopkins, Carl Froch, um, all those guys. Um, he lost to Dmitry Byball So Pascal uh, beats people who aren't very good at the top to- competition. But I'm shocked. Bybol is 31 years old and he's fought 20 times. That's it. And he was a decorated amateur boxer. But I, I just, it seems strange to me that this dude hasn't been fighting, that he's only got 20 fights, and he's only got 11 wins by knockout, so he doesn't attack a lot of power to his punches.
0: They might be the same age, but, I mean, you can look at it both ways. One has a lot more tread than the other does, and one has a lot more experience than the other does, right? Yeah.
1: But also that can oh. help in somebody having more heart than the other one in there. Like it, That's true. It's. You know what I mean? Like, you, if you have something to reach for, I'll, me personally, as a – deep, like, there are a ton of DJs that at a, this con in Lexington, right, that I looked at like, man, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. And then in 2019, I finally got the opportunity to do it. I'm their go-to guy now. Like, they're still there, but I'm their go-to. And that comes from looking at that like, man, I want that. I know that that's not just going to be handed to me. I have to show up, show out, and show them not only what I can do, but why it's better than the rest of the people that he's got doing this shit. And sometimes you need that boost to really up your game. And it sounds to me, aside from the physical attributes that he had over Canelo, he just had the heart. It sounds like Canelo got caught off guard. I don't think it goes like that a second time if they rematch. But it sounds like Canelo got caught off guard by a dude that is legitimately hungry. Like you said, they're both the same age, and Canelo has three times the fight pro fights that this dude has. He has something to prove to the world, and he proved it on Saturday. And um, maybe maybe Canelo was looking ahead towards a uh, super fight with Golovkin again. Yeah, probably. Yep. A lot of people do. Or maybe oh, he's like, uh, oh, shit, I don't want to start a fight. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, staying in Las Vegas and staying, uh what do you guys make of the whole situation with uh, Dan Ventrell, uh, who uh, was fired, uh, his abrupt departure from the Las Vegas Raiders um, organization? Basically, Ventrell went to the NFL because when he told Mark Davis, owner of the Raiders, that, of allegations of a hostile work environment, Mark Davis ignored him. And then Dan Ventrell went to the NFL, and then Mark Davis fired him after he went to the NFL. Um, well, so Duke's now... about to get paid because,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, Dude, he's about to
1: get paid. I, I, don't, I,
0: don't, I don't, I don't know if the Raiders are the right organization to mess with, man. Their fans are just like crazy, crazy fans. So, I mean, I mean, stitches do get stitches, but I mean, I guess he, you know, he had a. Bad enough experience for him to go crying to somebody. Yeah, that organization is mean, a lot
1: of trouble. I mean, it, it's almost as bad as Washington right now. So, I mean, you yeah, had the whole yeah. John Gruden incidents. You've got firing of all these other coaches before that probably should have never got fired that quick just because you want to get your Five, guys in. So... I think Mark Davis. I think that's absolutely true. That it is a hostile work environment there.
0: I think
1: Yep, I think that Al Davis is rolling around his fucking grave right now with <laughs> some of this shit. Like seriously, because this is this is insane. Like you already had a coach. Like let's just let's do a quick year review for the Las Vegas Raiders you had a coach making very uh inappropriate comments in a in an email thread with an NFL owner you have a guy driving drunk and kill somebody yeah. you have another guy who is known for behavioral issues flashing a gun on IG live and gets cut <laughs> and then you get into the playoffs, and lose to my Bengals, who they? But the guy who got you there, who who came in in relief, you don't even try to retain him. Only for you to bring in a dude who got fired from his first head coaching stint in Denver for cheating and then got welcomed back into the organization where he learned how to fucking cheat.
0: Like they are, they're well, gonna.
1: I hope that I hope the
0: dude sues. I think the, the Raiders organization will always have an asterisk, like on their on their organization. Like they'll forever have a permanent tattoo that you can't remove, of just like a shitbox organization, really. You know, and they've had great players come and go over the years, and great coaches in the past too, John Madden, right? But I, I don't know. Raiders, there's just a, a, a very high possibility of something going wrong with the Raiders. Always. Yeah.
1: Well, now, yep. we're on the Raiders, I want to play our little looks-like game that we have. Uh, Saying we haven't played this in a long time, but we have Josh and Dan on the line here. Or Josh, Dane, sorry, I called you Dan, my bad. Josh and Dan, I'm like, who the fuck is Dan? <laughs> So, we're gonna, I want to do a couple well, of these real quick. Uh, Sam, you may have heard some of these. Some of these you may not uh, have heard before. But uh, I'll start with the first one. Uh, does Mark Davis look like the little rascal who comes across a fortune-telling machine that grants his wish to be bigger by turning him into a 50-year-old man in his sleep? Crickets? Wow, guys. Does, wow, that's wild. That's uh, who? Hold on, I didn't hear the name. Did who? <laughs> Mark Mark Davis. Mark, all right, we're we're gonna try a couple more of these. If if, if it's crickets from here on no, out, we're just gonna Mark hold Davis. up. No, Mark game. Davis. Man, Mark Davis. Mark Davis looks like he was part of the Goonies. That's what Mark Davis looks like. Does Doug Peterson look like Myrtle Beach? All right, we're done. We're done. No, <laughs> no, no. Doug Peterson looks like. Fresh to the retirement community. Okay. All right, that's that's all that we're gonna have for the looks like game. We're we're just uh, we're gonna bypass that one. All right. Oh, uh, does Matt Stafford look like
0: he sees dead people? Well, yeah, he
1: came from fucking uh, Detroit. <laughs> we wow. wow. also there for what, ten years. Does yeah. who? He does look like he does look a little bit. He does look like he looks. He looks like the slightly more athletic older brother of Haley Joel Osment. All right, all right. So let's go on. Uh, I want to bring this up real quick um, um, before um, we start to lose track of time here. Liam Neeson was on the latest episode of Atlanta. Um, As you may or may not know, Liam Neeson had a little admission he made in 2019 where he expressed an urge Mm. to kill a ransom black person after a close friend of his was sexually assaulted by a black man. So basically he appears in this episode of Atlanta, right? Uh, Which I thought was kind of cool of Donald Glover to do. Um, They filmed this scene where he's basically in a, in a bar and one of the characters from Atlanta known as a paper boy picked up his drink um, uh, and unveiled a napkin that read cancel club and then Neeson tell Liam Neeson says, You you might have heard or read about my transgress transgression, you know, what I said about I wanted to wanted to do to a black eye and a black eye when I was a younger man. Uh, and then basically I had this whole scene about it where he apologized for doing it and then it was kinda funny where um Paperboy, uh asked him, you know, well, it's good to know that you don't hate black people. And then uh, Liam Neeson quickly corrected him saying, what? No, no, I I can't stand a lot of you. Uh, I feel that way because you tried to ruin my career. And that was kind of like the joke.
0: Um,
1: But, like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool to have Liam Neeson on there talking about it, kind of do a joke about something he said in his younger life. I I don't know how you guys feel about, about Liam Neeson kind of atoning for these comments. I'm always down for white people taking accountability. (laughs) I'm always down for that. And, you know, I think that that's the best way to do it, to go on a predominantly black platform that is created with that show, and to not only own it, but to be able to poke fun at yourself while doing so. You know what I mean? Like, that takes a big person to be able to do that. And this is also – I think it's very important to highlight with that interview that he didn't feel like that in 2019 or whenever he did that interview. Cause I think someone found the footage in 2019, but whenever he yeah. did that interview, I think it's That's very right. important to highlight that he was admitting that he was wrong during that interview. So I really yeah. didn't have a problem with the interview. I understand how people would have a problem with it, but he personally I really didn't have a problem with it. With that being said, for him to even then acknowledge like, oh, people had a lot of problems, even though like I'm saying this was wrong, you know, in this climate, that's not a good look. So for him to be able to go on a black platform and poke fun at himself the way that he did, but then also in the same breath take accountability for something that he may or may not really have to take accountability for, when you really break down the details of it, you know what? I don't have a problem with it at all. No, I, I agree with Damon. One, I, I, I think he, I think he uh, said his piece. He apologized back in 2019, and, but he also did say, like, "I didn't, I didn't care if it was an Englishman, an Irishman." Whoever it was, I would have been pissed off the same way. No matter what race that person was, no matter where that person was from, I would have still been in that that particular state of mind. So that just shows you right there that the only reason I did it was because it was a black man that she said hurt that person, hurt her. If it was somebody else, he would have had that same feelings towards that particular group of people. No offense to Sam. But you look at America back in two thousand one. What was the one group everybody hated? Was Muslims. Oh y'all, y'all, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> for sure. When, when something that, that bad happens to a family, like a friend or anything, you are gonna mm-hmm. you are gonna act out on something like that. And what did the most American shit to like come together and just hate the same person. It wasn't even like unity to be strong. It was we're gonna to come together and just hate this group of people because we know that they are they that they're the people that did this. And it's like that if that's not the most American shit ever, I don't know what is. It, it it's a shame that it even got to that. But that is very true. Just when you have that vitriol it's very for me it's a little different because mine is pointed Like typically I'll find out who did it. So for me, it's like my vitriol will be pointed at the specific person. I don't think I'm just going to do a whole race because of that. But I mean, primarily because, you know, I get hated on for existing quite a bit, but you know, like I just, it's, it just blows my mind that I think what people were mad at, I should say is the fact that it wasn't a, we need to find who did this. It's, I'm going to go kill a random black man yeah. the I same mean, way like, that like it is wrong right? for yeah. real quick. It's the same way it's wrong to be like, we're going to terrorize and socially persecute all Muslims because we were attacked by them on our home soil. Even though these people may not even know those people, they aren't even associated with these people. And the funny
0: thing is, you know, the funny thing is that the people that, that make up that identity, is such a small percentage of the overall population of, of people that belong to that group, that it's, mm-hmm. it's a bad look, even though it might be like 2% of the population are terrorists, right? And, and uh, Josh, I don't know if you – did you say – did you apologize to me about before you made the 2001 comment? or did you? Yeah. Oh, you know I'm not Muslim, right? I didn't, I didn't, want, to, I didn't want to come off that. Josh, you know I'm not Muslim, right? I just no, I, I, I just mean, look I like I belong that, in the I Taliban. I actually is. am not part of the Taliban. I'm actually Indian, man. <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't know what race you were. We're hey, hey, Oh no, I'm just hey, letting you know. To I'm just yeah. I, it just heads up. I'm, I'm straight up anonymous and Indian. I just look like I belong I, in the Taliban. That's all. Yeah, I, I
1: only I only keep hearing about your, your issues with
0: being on getting on a plane. Hey, so I'll tell you what, <laughs> if it
1: wasn't for Facebook, I'd probably be Cuba Gooden Jr. on this fucking
0: podcast, because we all just look <laughs> like <it>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bro, I'm telling you, my second little job little is is testing <laughs> racial profiling, man. That's that's the deal. That's what I do. Well, <laughs> yeah.
1: well the test went well, it sounds
0: like. Uh, I mean, you know, the only thing they're going to find on me is a little bit of weed. That's all. Yeah, there you go.
1: Uh, I did want to, I did want to comment on something that Dane said, where he says it's pretty
0: much on brand for America to basically
1: just have something shitty happen to them and then just fucking single out an entire group of people and just say ah, I fucking hate them. Like, you know, blacks and dirted for a while, and then you know, as uh, the Muslims had it after nine eleven, and then you know, with the fucking wall. And uh, apparently all of the immigration problems blamed on Mexico and COVID hit. And it's like, we all fucking hate Chinese people now. Uh, and there's hate crimes going up against Chinese people. And it's just, yeah, it's just a pretty on-brand thing uh, to have happen here. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for, like, I, I don't understand why, like, why no one's, like, just straight up hating on white people for all the school shootings. So, is that is that cross the line, guys? No, no, it didn't. No, and, and we do. <laughs> we just allow. He's like, no, no. No, we do. I did say Believe very We do. I feel, like, I feel like we're starting to get a following, and I don't want to get canceled uh, right before we ship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we might a, be pushing that yeah, envelope,
1: a little, man. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, maybe too hey. edgy here. They're the new ESPN. We got. we gotta be me, please, man. We gotta be controversial. Yeah. yeah no. You know. You gotta well, be wanna, provocative. Be give the, get the people not. going. Yeah. Give the people what they they right. want to hear but they don't like to hear. Yeah, you, you gotta put true. you know what you gotta do? You gotta put medicine in the candy. That's what you gotta do. They put medicine <laughs> Where they don't even realize they're getting some Yeah, you gotta put medicine
0: in the candy. Where what I mean but, by but, that, that, that is gotta, that's how you like how medicine. you would give a dog their medicine, right? Yeah. Pop it in, yeah. some, like a piece like, of bread or something, boom. Or yeah, you date put
1: date. the medicine in the candy. because they, They're you, they listening to stuff that they want to hear, and they don't even realize that they heard some shit that they actually needed to hear, and then it resonates because it's like, oh, wow, they were talking about this there. Yeah, you put the medicine in the candy. That's what you got to do. Nothing guys crickets for that last joke for Dane getting music That wasn't a joke. Was,
0: that wasn't was, that that was, that was a bro,
1: no, that was, that was that was
0: actual, like, you know, just a, a... No, that wasn't a joke. No, that wasn't supposed to be Metaphor funny. to how to, how to get was was done, a, right?
1: No, I understand that. Yeah, no, that was his I made a oh, joke that okay. that's Dane gets his date, and it was, it was this. This is what I got from you guys. Oh, yeah, no, because so. one, I'm married now. Two, that most certainly didn't happen. And three, but I'm hey, not hey, fucking Dane. Catholic. Don't put that on me. Hey, hey, Dane, <laughs> I forgot to I ask. What? What the fuck with, with our invites, bro? We're in your fantasy football league for years, and we don't even get an invite? Some bullshit. <laughs> bro, we had literally, bro, we had 24 people at the wedding. Like, it was such a limited number. There were so many people I wanted to invite, and I couldn't. Dane, I could have given rent rides to their bridal party.
0: party. Like, we it was legitimately. To
1: <laughs> yeah, better <laughs> than have some people in our trouble. wedding party.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, last, last subject. Uh, running out of time here. Uh, last last topic here. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, I'm hearing there's, he did sign a new contract, but with a lot of new verbiage in it. Uh, it looks like Roman Reigns is wanting to take uh, is work uh, like work far fewer dates work a lot less house shows, not work every pay-per-view, not show up for every Raw or SmackDown, and not, not necessarily going part-time, but basically going down, instead of appearing whatever it is, 350 appearances a year, to, to maybe around 200 or so, like cutting basically out of 150 appearances out of his contract. Oh, eat, eat. Um, He's not know.
0: telling the line, man.
1: He is telling the line. But the sad thing is, if Roman Reigns goes part time, WWE has no star right now. No star that can carry the company. Everybody, Drew McIntyre everybody is the only one. Is on, on part time. Who, who's the only one? I said the the only one you got like star-wise is Drew McIntyre right now or AJ Styles. I wouldn't say that. Or you could even say um they've been pushing Cody Rhodes like he's had what two back-to-back pay-per-view matches. Well, I mean, Cody's yeah. only been, been there for a month, so we we can't say yeah, he's going to be he, the next big thing yet. Well, I mean, he was the he was a big thing when he left. I mean, he I wasn't think that when I he think left. Uh,
0: he was by far the big thing when he left. Like he grew. I mean,
1: I, like somebody somebody I mean, has been watching wrestling through that whole period. Cody Rhodes okay. was he wasn't as big as he is now. He left, okay. and I'm glad he left, just for the simple fact that he got out on his own, seeing how it really was, working the indie shows, being happy, going into New Japan, becoming part of the Bullet Club, learning from Nick, Nick and uh, his brother Jackson. Uh, Jackson.
0: Kenny exactly. Omega. Yeah.
1: I think they made him a lot better as far as in-ring, promos, because Cody Rhodes couldn't cut a promo to save his life back in the day. So he he is he is ten times better than what he was when he left originally. Now I can get behind him, I can be excited about him. But again, he's only been there a month, yet he did put on like a five star match against Seth Rollins. Which that's another one you can put your hand hat around. But the problem with WWE is they let so many stars go. And with Roman Reigns Possibly leaving, um, they're going to be hurting for a while. Uh, Roman Reigns, yeah, I think, who's going fun. in the, the way is The Rock and John Cena, and it's smart for him. Mm-hmm. Hey,
0: mm-hmm. I can make
1: ten million dollars making a movie, where I'm only making five million a year. putting my body through all this for three hundred days a year. Wow. I can make
0: a movie for in a month, make ten million. Okay. I get good enough. I can be the Rock no, and make like, thirty, forty. I mean, years I can. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and interject and say that's that's. uh I, I get that. I get the mentality. But he's half half the person as an in ring, uh, you know, Mike work, all those uh, personality than the guys that you just mentioned. So Roman Reigns is nothing compared to The Rock. Nothing compared to John Cena. When it comes to cutting a promo, when it comes to uh, you know, what they did for the industry for their respective eras, you know?
1: That's why it was easy for them to
0: transition into movies because they were great actors to begin with.
1: So I think this version of Roman Reigns has been the best that he's ever been. They should have they did this years ago to turn him heel and have a mouthpiece because I think this is the best version of Roman Reigns. He can actually cut a promo now compared to where years ago he sucked on the mic. Like You could tell it was completely scripted. He was struggling through it. It just wasn't very good. Right. But you get pushed and pushed and pushed because of your look. I don't think he'll have a problem in Hollywood. It's a completely different thing. You're getting the script, and you've, you've got somebody that you can back on with The Rock being his cousin. He'll learn from The Rock, plain and simple. Of course. Oh, of course. He can definitely be successful in yeah, right. Hollywood. He doesn't have the charisma. He
0: doesn't have anything compared to Cena and uh, The Rock.
1: The Rock,
0: yeah. Cena has, like, very low-key, like, ve- he's hilarious as a comedian, like a comedic role. But yeah. I
1: will say this. No, nobody saw Dave Bautista being a quality actor. And no. And he has
0: become no
1: Nope. Uh, he's become one. He, he was great in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was great in, in a lot of other roles. Nobody saw that because Bautista – wasn't great on the mic either um during his run uh in wwe um so he was just like a powerhouse guy so you know time will tell but i i don't i don't know i feel like it's a little early for roman reigns to go part-time as he's only like 34 years old and most of these guys that start going part-time are usually like 41 42 i felt like roman reigns has at least four or five years left of probably being a top star and main eventer but WWE's got to do something. I, I, don't, I don't know how many times we have to talk about it on, on the show, but uh, it, when they were losing to WCW uh, in, in, like, 96, 97, and they saw all the old stars go there, Bret Hart and Kurt Hennig and Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, and they were down for a while. But they backed on Michaels, and they backed Stone Cold. And they and then they developed young talent. I mean, in two thousand one, two thousand two, you had guys like Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Triple H, Nick Foley, The Rock, Undertaker, Big Show. Now I feel like during Hardy Brothers, you had such a big roster where you felt like there's at least ten guys that could legitimately be champion. And now I look at WWE and I'm like, there's maybe two or three guys where you would believe where they have believability as the face of the WWE being being the world champion. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that, too. If you don't see many stars in WWE that you think can take that, that belt and run with it. You know? and, I mean, then, and then right now, especially, I'll say, like, when they do seem like they have somebody, they don't do anything to cultivate anything to make them want to stay. Or they let him leave, or they cut him. Uh, yeah. Bray Wyatt was the hottest thing in wrestling. Right. That's what I'm with. You let him get squashed. You have this great character, and you let him get squashed by Goldberg.
0: What the hell are you thinking?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was like, dumb. That was, that was the dumbest thing I ever seen. Just so you can put Lesnar and Goldberg. I don't care about seeing that match. Yeah. It, it might be the headline. But who really wants to really see it? I didn't.
0: I, I don't was, know I be me. The first versus, one. I mean,
1: I would have been fighting Bray Wyatt as a fiend versus Brock Lesnar. That would've been money. Oh, that would've been dope. Oh, that, that would've would been be dope. Money. Because you could literally play mind games with Lesnar just like the dead man could with Lesnar. You've got the same recipe mm-hmm. that could for success to do that. And they failed miserably on it. Is the WWE the new Dallas Cowboys because they have the old guy that just won't get out of the way of his own success? Yeah, but, and they're kind of taking the power away from Triple H. That's why NXT has changed and it hasn't been as good since. Right. Because, uh, yeah, oh, speaking of wrestling, um, at my gig in Lexington, I met um, um, Adam Cole. And
0: I'm cool Baby baby.
1: Yeah he's super dope But How the fuck did they let him leave? Creative control They wouldn't let him be free Yeah Which All his friends are in AEW And his girlfriend's in AEW And now he's got his other friends From WWE Back in AEW I mean, can AEW, AEW, AEW do, do what years? like? Can AEW do what uh, what like, um, what was that one um that Kurt Angle went to after WWE? Yeah, Impact. Now it's Impact. Yeah, can they do what like other wrestling prom- promotions like that couldn't do? Could they be the one? <laughs> I think they can if they continue doing what they're doing. Now, okay. putting on all these matches that people want to see, it's true wrestling. It's it's not entertainment. People want to see the the true wrestlers in there. So, yes, I think it's it's going to take time. I would say two three years maybe down the road. I think they have a pretty good shot at getting close to WWE. Never surpassing though, that that just won't ever happen. Probably not. Mm. Probably not. We'll see you, though. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us in. Uh, That's all the time we got for today. Uh, Thank you, Dane and Jock, for coming on. Uh, Sam and I will be back on Friday. We have a guest lined up. Hopefully this one doesn't cancel last minute like uh, Pete did. Uh, So hopefully uh, we'll have that guest on Friday. We got more guests coming up. Uh, But you guys have a great Monday. And uh hopefully Josh, uh, Josh and Dane will be joining us again soon. So thank you guys. And uh Oh yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Later, you, guys, guys. Yeah. Mike, you're always gonna be in my business. Yeah. So.